Marketing.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I with you until noon. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. He joins us in about 20 minutes. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. We will find time to do that today. Our picks before we get out of here just before noon. Off to Vegas we go. He's Mike Palm. Uh, from Circa, the Vice President of Operations for Circa. He's an Iowa guy, and he is with us. Hello, Mike Palm. Trenton, Ken, how are you on this beautiful Friday? It really is. The fall is in the air here in Vegas. The highs down to the 90s now. It's about 78 right now, and I got my feet in the pool. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, so I saw a picture from Circa last night. The game was on uh, its full HD. It looked terrific. That was a good crowd. How much angst was there, if any, leading up to it? I know a lot of people around the country weren't sure if they were going to be able to get it. First experience with uh, with Amazon Prime, perhaps, but uh, but it was uh, no no trouble at all at your properties, Mike. No, no trouble. But you know, there's still a Direct TV feed for it, so Amazon allowed the Direct TV feed. I think they were a little concerned about the the load for the first game. Um, so we had the ability to show it through the Prime or through. Direct TV, so we weren't too concerned, other than about you know what the lag time would be. How far are you going to be behind? You know, some network games you're 30 seconds behind the actual play. We were concerned about being a minute. I didn't think it was it was too bad. Uh, I know some people say with uh, if you have these fire sticks or whatever, and you view Amazon Prime at home with the with the stick, it's like actually uh, less lag than uh, than network broadcast. So. We'll see. We'll see if we can play with that as well. But uh, no, there were no issues, and I thought it was a very good broadcast. Mm, it was really good. By the way, I can hear the water you're splashing with your feet. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, living the good life out there. All right, Mike. Uh, let's take a look at the slate coming up this week. Want to start on the local front, Iowa? After back-to-back offensive performances that were just frankly bad. The total in the game is 38.5, some 39s out there right now, yet they're favored by 23-plus in the game, which is just absolutely incredible. You have a number like that. Have you guys seen any action? Is it some people playing automatic unders on Iowa until they prove something? Have you seen anything at all in the Hawkeye game? It's very little action. Mm. No no parlay here, right? I mean, you get like no. 20, 24 and 39 and a half. It's tough to read. This is a This is a historic matchup. You know, it features the lowest-ranked passer in Division One, in Spencer Petrus, who's got a passer rating in the single digits, I mean, against the kid from Nevada who's third lowest. What do you make of Nevada? They should have lost at New Mexico State. I mean, they had one drive the whole game with a bunch of turnovers uh, by New Mexico State. And then they get beat in Reno by Incarnate Word. They give up 55 <laughs> points. So what happens if Iowa plays a team with a horrible defense? Does it, does it make a difference? I, I don't know. 
How could you lay 24 with a team that scored 14 in two games? Right. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, another game that uh, I'm starting to see a lot of folks gravitate to Nebraska. I'm wondering if the betting reflects that at Circa. You know, new cha- change of coach, new regime. Oklahoma comes rolling into town. You don't have to remind you what a great rivalry this was uh, back in the days of the Big Eight. Are you seeing much Nebraska money, Mike? Yeah, uh, we opened at 14 and it's down to 11. So, yeah, you're you're right there. The move was pretty quick in the first day from 14 to 12, then on Monday, 11 and a half, and now it takes down to 11. So we're still seeing Nebraska money come in. Another big uh, national game ranked matchup. Not as big as it was looking like it was going to be a week ago. Miami against Texas A&M. Just shy of a touchdown right now for the Aggies, making a change at the quarterback spot. What are you seeing in that one? Do the people, they believe in the U is back, or do they think bounce back from the Aggies? Well, you know, we've seen more action on the total here. Huh. Actually, with some some underbetters after that Texas A and M performance, I mean that that quarterback Haynes King or whatever his yeah. name is was just just awful. No, eighty eight yards passing, twenty four yards rushing, two turnovers, and they couldn't get it done against Appalachia State. Uh, so we we've seen some movement on the on the number down from forty six to forty four and a half. Uh, let's go to the NFL. Let's go back to last night uh, with. Uh... Uh, the uh, Chargers sneaking in the back door for a lot of people. It was a really good football game, Mike. What about betting-wise? How did you guys do? Uh, did the betters get you? Did you touch them up at all? Oh, no, we got buried last night. Uh, you, you couldn't believe how many three-team parlays there were to this specific three games. Mets run line, Astros run line, mm-hmm. Chiefs money line. And, and there were some to Chiefs laying the points, so... The, the you know crazy decision to go on fourth and goal from the seven when you're down two scores anyhow. Right, right. Uh, I, I don't get it, but he got rewarded, and the betters that had the Chargers got rewarded. That saved us a little bit, but that that those parlays buried us for the night. Uh, the parlay players back in full force. Mike, <laughs> do you know offhand, just as a better, we know in order to be profitable with minus one ten juice, fifty two point four percent is the number that you got to be above to to be making money. What is it as it pertains to parlay? Say you're just playing every week. I know when you uh, jump on the Megapod with Gil, you guys do your two-team, six-point teaser. And what do you have to do teaser-wise in order to make a profit? Well, if, if you're doing that or you're, you're getting a straight 13-5, to five, you know, you're not laying any juice or mm-hmm. something like that. So you're getting plus 260. You still have, you still can, you still have to be <clears throat> in a spot like that. You still have to be, you know, better than better than one and four because you're going to win two point six and lose three. So it, it's it's more like thirty two, thirty one and a half percent if you're getting a two and a half to one on it. Gotcha. Uh, a, a sneaky good NFL game that caught my eye, Mike, and um, obviously the Dak Prescott injury notwithstanding, I like Cincinnati before this. Uh, I still, I mean, I've seen nothing that changes my opinion. Cincinnati. McPherson's never going to have that kind of game again. I mean, he showed too good that he's too good in his first season. Uh, might this be one of the bigger bet games of the late window on uh, on Sunday afternoon? Uh, the Bengals at the Cowboys. In my opinion, yes. I laid I laid it already because I thought it's going to get north of seven. I mean, are you kidding me with this Cooper Rush? I'm not sure how he won that game on Thursday night in Minneapolis. But this guy is horrific. This guy is not an NFL quarterback. Let alone with Zach Prescott, they did nothing outside of that opening right. drive for the field goal. I mean, when he gets hurt with whatever, six, seven, eight minutes left to go in the game, they only had 150 yards of offense. They were three for 12. Now, I know Tampa Bay is an elite defense, 
but I can't imagine that Dallas, who will now try to run the ball, I'm sure, 20 to 25 times with Zeke, I don't think they get to 10 or above 10 in this game. I love Cincinnati a lot. Took four turnovers and some bad kicking to get Pittsburgh there. Um, geez, I think this is a heck of a mismatch. I, I'm with you. I, I would have loved it at a picker at one if Dak was in the game. I love it at seven with Dak out of the game. A week in, over half the field is gone in Circa Survivor. An absolutely Such a great pool. Incredible week one. We talked about it last Friday with you, Mike. Let's d- dive back into week two. I'm still alive. Ken's still alive with one of his entries. One of three. Here we go into a week that it does seem, certainly on the surface, you got a lot bigger point spreads here. Home favorites with big numbers. This week feels earlier, but already looking ahead to weeks three and four, it's going to get tough again. Week three is really tough. This week you got some choices. I'm going to guess the most popular pick is going to be the Broncos. Yep. Yep. Uh, because they're in a tough division, so you're going to have to take a home game out of division. Mm-hmm. They get the Texans. I tell you though, watch out for how many um, <clears throat> picks you get on the Browns. I, I this is what happened two years ago. We only had thirteen hundred entries. Thirty-five people went undefeated, and really the reason was you were able to really alternate between fading the Jets and Jacksonville, who what both won two games that year. Um, could this Jets team with the, the the Joe Flacco version be be where people now say, "I took Baltimore. I beat them last week. I had no sweat." Let's come back with Cleveland this week. Let's save Denver. Let's save the Rams. Let's save the Packers. I think it's a sneaky pick, the Browns, even though what the number's not even seven yet, it's six and a half. The Browns might be the second or third most chosen game in Survivor. Well, this is what it came down to us, just for what it's worth. It was the, it was the Broncos, it was the Rams, it was the Browns, and there was a little Cincinnati love thrown in there as well. But we ended mm. up on the Broncos. We took the Broncos because at this point, with one entry left, it's just surviving advent. Like this, <laughs> this contest is so much fun, and I know that we're probably. I mean, who knows if we even make it to October? But we're already looking forward to next year, yeah. and we're coming with a full slate because I know that you can only have six entries. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna max out next year. This this contest just blows me away how much fun and how tough it is. So Chris Piper, who was one of the five that won last year, that split the the six million one point two million. He uh, he was on Mitch and Paul this morning. I already knew the story. He told it on Follow the Money, but he bought entries for all his kids. This and that. Yeah, he had thirty entries because he did it in his kids' names and all that. Yeah. He, he won it last year. He went twenty and zero. He had thirty entries. He has ten left. So that tells you about week one. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, get knocked out all over the place. Well, I don't know if you looked at the standings in circa. <laughs> Here we go. Million. But there was an entry there that went 5-0 and that uh, you might know the name. Trent Condon, you heard of the guy? Now, what do I got to do to actually do something for the quarterly? 18-2, and two, is that a likely shooting? Uh, what you got to shoot for here to get one of the quarterly prizes? Well, we're paying five this year now, right, instead uh-huh. of three. Yeah. What do you have, 209? You're tied, 209-way yep. tie for first. I, I think 17-3 and three might get you money. 18-2 and two will. So, but what I mean, what good does that do you? Do you do, are you going to do better knowing what you need to, need to target, or is it just going to temper your temper your anticipation? I, I was so nervous making my. I did it last night, making my plays last night. I was just my stomach was in knots after. <laughs> what did I do last week? How did I look at things last week? Uh, this another reason these contests are so much. Well, fun. Well, let me just jump on in it because one of the guys in our group, Kevin James. I, well, I shouldn't I shouldn't have said his name. Uh, Joe Joe Blow. Uh, he says he's been betting. He's been betting for forty years. Mm-hmm. So 
He said this is the most nervous he's ever been before a weekend of football in his entire <laughs> life was the survivor pool. I mean, this just, you know, these are so great. Mike, this thing, uh, this thing next year is just going to blow up, I yeah. think. I really and truly do. Hey, let's look a month. Be- Go ahead. I believe this is year three. I believe by year six we'll have 20,000 in. I wouldn't. It's not yeah, crazy. Not at all. I, I, it's so fun. If people get in it, I mean, it's just the stories. It's just yes. all the drama. It's I'm all sure I sat next to him uh, at, at Bar Canada on Sunday watching the games. You know, I, he had the commanders. He was all in on the uh. commanders. I, I couldn't believe it. And he, they were down two scores in the fourth. And I said, are you nervous yet? He says, don't bet him on the money line. I went on my app. It was plus 550. The ball was in the air. Touchdown. Too late. You know, oh. but I mean, it's, it's interesting. He, 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 he goes against the, the grain so much, and he got there with the commander. So good for him. He's got a little bit of an advantage in using a team that's uh, not likely to be a lot of people picked during the year. No, that, that's, that's for sure. All right, let's go Monday night. Two games on Monday night. Business is going to be brisk, I would assume, with a couple of Monday night tilts. Oh, yeah. It'll be tremendous Monday night. Nice spacing of the games an hour and yeah. a half apart. And the, the second game, to me especially, is very if I could only watch one game this weekend, it would be the it would be the Eagles at the at uh, hosting the Vikings. Uh, I'm really interested to see how how it was this uh, was this and uh, um, are we making too much of the Vikings? Was this more about the Packers weren't that good, or did the Vikings really as good as they look? Because they look very very good on defense. Um, and then you know the Eagles are the sweetheart pick of everybody, and yeah, they really had that game in control. But somehow the Lions always find the back door. And got there, but the Eagles pretty much did whatever they wanted on offense. So I think this is going to be a really interesting matchup, and we'll say a lot about the state of the NFC on Monday night. Yeah, and you'll see a lot of two teamers, I'm guessing, too, right? Uh, with with those two. Hey, last thing, real yeah. quick, baseball wise, just because the Cardinals are in our backyard, kinda one of our regional teams. Um, if if there's still people that are betting futures World Series, the Cardinals, you seen any uptick as far as business on taking a stab at the Cardinals? Because the Dodgers are such a short price, and the Astros in the American. League, such a short price. Cardinals kind of a sneaky team at a decent price. Any business there? Yeah, there hasn't been much on the Cardinals. A little bit on the Braves okay. uh, with the thought they can win. I think the Mets have to win the East to get there. I just, I, you have to go into that three-game wild card and use up Scherzer and DeGrom. Yeah. I don't know. That's really important to them. I think the Braves could get there to the NF, N, 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 uh, National League Championship Series either way, whether it's uh, through the wild card or as, as the number two seed. Um, but not much action because the Dodgers are such a favorite. Starting to see some White Sox money here. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. win yesterday. They have six more games with Cleveland in the next seven days here. Um, you know, we could be talking next Friday, and the White Sox are on top in that division. So, you know, they struggled all year. Not necessarily this week, but next, in Chicago, they have, you know, it's all set up for them uh, with Peace, Lynn, uh, and Giolito going. It's, it's do or die for the Sox, but if they can do it, it's huge. Mm. What's the water temp? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Temperature in the pool. Uh, it's generally between 81 and 84. I think it's around 82 right now. 
Uh, green with envy, both uh-huh. of us. Hey, Mike, enjoy the weekend. You're about to get busy. Got a lot of football to watch. Bar Canada's, I'm guessing, where you'll be most of the weekend. Thank you, Mike Palm, Vice President uh, of Operations at Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app here in the state of Iowa. Mike, thank you. Thanks, and good luck to you with your one survivor and trying to stay perfect all year in the million. We'll try. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Take care. Good to talk to you, Mike. Mike Bye-bye. Palm, uh, Vice President of Operations. Iowa guy, born and raised in Dubuque. Part of these contests are fun. I just I love, love it. I love it. And now that we have kind of the lay of the land, you know, we feel more confident. We talked about it during the summer, inviting mm-hmm. people, but I think we're going to have a better feel going into next year. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the exact same way. I'm already more excited about going into next year. My buddies that I tried to talk in, hey, let's split an entry with a few of us. Eh, not so sure. Now, after seeing what I did in week one, they're all like, oh, why did we get a more entry? <laughs> There, I think That's we're going to have a lot of Iowans making their way out next August. I'm convinced of that. Our group's going, and uh, oh, it's going to be it's it's just it's so much fun. Just, just let's mm-hmm. see if we can drag this out for a few more weeks. Go Broncos, go go pack. You've Gross. got the Packers. Yes. Can you not make it? I don't think. No, you can't. I can make a case they can cover, but that's not what it's about. It's just about. Survive in advance. Point spread does not matter. We'll take a timeout. It's time to talk Hawks with our friend Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. He's next. Claxon's still to come. Our pick's still to come. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 and .org. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon. For Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're Central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with the company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866. Or online. Wolf Roof is 693. I don't know about you, but when I'm going out, I want some good food. Not just frozen food thrown in a fryer. Get that good bar fare at Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. I want a beer? They got me covered. I want to catch the game? How about 50 TVs, including Thursday night football? If you're shut out at home, Fat Charlie's has you covered. Urbandale's upscale sports bar. It's Fat Charlie's just off 8035 on the Douglas exit. I'll see you. At Fat Charlie's. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, 11:30. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk some Hawks. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, joins us every Friday. Game week, Nevada, 6.30 kickoff, Kinnick Stadium sold out. Hello, Tom Caker, Trent and Ken. How are you? Quiet week? Doing well. Yeah, doing well, guys. Uh, you know, just getting ready for tomorrow. Message boards, no traffic Nothing this week. Nothing going on. Yeah, real very slow, quiet. Sure. Yeah. Everybody's calm. Yeah, for sure. I felt like, I felt like Kevin Bacon in uh, Animal House <laughs> right. this week. Good stuff. Well, let's talk about Reganey and Johnson because there's some speculation that they may both see the field tomorrow, Tom. Do you feel that that's uh, likely to happen? Maybe not You know, to the, uh, to the at the level that they would have thought that starters would play had they not been hurt, but will we see them at all? Yeah, I posted something last night that uh on our on our boards that uh that that what I heard uh yesterday was that the plan is, you know, barring setbacks or concerns or anything, so you know, things can always change, but uh right now the limited role for both guys uh 
come back. Uh, you know, it won't be like they'll be on a on a full pitch count, but they'll be on a limited pitch count kind of thing, and, and they'll be able to get out there and get their feet wet. Remember, Keegan hasn't played in eight nice. months. He hasn't even practiced in eight months. Mm-hmm. He's come back in the last couple of weeks, and, uh, you know, Nico's coming back from the foot thing, so you always want to be careful with that, too. Did he did did uh, did Keegan play in in Indianapolis? I don't think he did. Did he or did he? Yeah, he did. Did he? he did. Okay, that was the last time he played. That was yeah. the last time. All right, it's been a long, yeah. long time ago. It seems like a lifetime ago. Well, get a couple wide receivers back. You anticipate your quarterback is going to look better. The big story, obviously, this week. They're staying with Petrus at least for another week. Your takeaway being there at the press conference, pushing Kirk just a little bit during that press conference, and. Didn't have a whole lot of great responses, I didn't think. It felt like maybe Kirk felt a little backed into a corner. Your takeaway from that and the decision to stay with Petrus. He, he, you know, he kind of felt like, if you guys ever saw Big Lebowski, he's like, well, dude, that's your opinion, man. You know, kind of like, he just felt like he's he was the only one who believed. Yeah. I, I think he's maybe the only person that's kind of, you know, on still believing. I, I don't even know that. I think he dodged it, but I'm not sure if his staff took a vote that they would all vote for Spencer to 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 be the quarterback this week. Um, I just I think Kirk is just he just is going to stick with his guy. But I I have to. Th- but again, I thought last week the the leash would be pretty short. But it was I think that was more of a situation where Iowa got ahead and there were just he just wasn't going to change if they were ahead. Um, but if they scuffle out of the gate this week, you gotta think that he's just his hand will be forced at that point to go to Padilla. Well, so what would it take? I mean, fourteen of say twenty two hundred and eighty yards, couple of touchdowns, that gets him to start in Rutgers, correct? Oh, hundred yeah. percent. I think if you know if he does a workman like job of leading them to a win, then Spencer's going to start against Rutgers, and um, I just think it it would have. I think it would take like if they go out in the first quarter and maybe have like three drives and there's just nothing going on. The offense is just stuck in the mud still. Then I think you just have to get them out of there at that point and try something different. Uh, not that the results would be different. I don't know. Right. But, uh, you have to, you have to try somebody as the captain, different as the captain of the ship because the ship would be sinking at that point. Tom, was there uh, anything said after the game last week? Uh, because it felt like there was going to be a change at halftime. I, I think there's a lot of people that, you know, got up out of their chair if you're watching at home and did whatever you do at halftime and came back and thought you'd see Padilla in there. Do, do you think that, uh, were they close to making a move, Tom? And any discussion about that? I, I, it doesn't seem like there was any discussion about it other than maybe some people suggested to Kirk and Kirk just said, no, we're sticking with Spencer. Um, you know, it's been sort of my, uh, the, coming out of halftime, my thing to do now is to just to watch the quarterbacks and then wait to see who puts the red hats on mm-hmm. and who doesn't and who puts the helmet on. That's my thing to do now. That's what my life has become. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Looking for red hats down on the sideline. Well, it's Nevada this week, a team that is two and one, had forced a lot of turnovers this year, led to both their victories, and then they gave up 55 last week. 400 yards rushing, all right, passing 200 on the ground against Incarnate Word and giving up 55 points. What does concern you, if anything, about this Wolfpack team? Uh, Just that they've 
created a lot of turnovers. I think that just kind of jumps out at you. That, uh, but boy, the, they have played. They, I shouldn't say this because Iowa's offense is the worst in the country mm-hmm. uh, right now mm-hmm. uh, by just about every measure. Uh, but in, just in terms of football teams, I'm not sure that there's two worse football teams in the country than New Mexico State and yeah. Texas State this year. So they they beat both of those. But then, you know, Incarnate Word, I think, is probably going to be, you know, an FCS playoff team, and they just got destroyed by them. I, I don't think Nevada is any good, uh, but I think the turnovers would have to concern you if they, you know, get a couple of easy easy turnovers and short fields and get some points out of that. Then you just you start to get concerned if you're Iowa. You sure do. Uh, Sam Laporta, with the, with the uh, insertion back in the lineup of the two, of, of Regani and, and Johnson, would have to think that he's looking forward to this as well, right? Get back in his spot, not asked to do something maybe that uh, not he's, he's not real good at. I mean, he's not the fleetest of foot at that position. He's a tight end, for crying out loud. you got to think that Laporta is looking forward to this, having his guys back on the field uh, and for what uh, promise looks like his, is his final season as a Hawk. Yeah, and and we might see the first time all year of having Iowa in in a, like a true uh, eleven personnel with three wide receivers because yeah. they just they haven't really. I don't think they've done it all year. Maybe they did some at the end of uh, the Iowa State game and kind of desperation in the rain. But uh, um, yeah, I just you know they they've got to get those guys out there. I don't know how much they'll play if there'll be twenty five snaps each or something, but. Just having guys out there that can can do a little bit more and um, and maybe stretch the field a little bit because they have Iowa is one of uh, two two teams in the country that hasn't had a play of over thirty yards uh, accomplished this year. I think th- actually it's three teams, uh, but Iowa's one of the three wow. without a thirty yard or more play this year on offense. Unthinkable, and yet here we are, Tom. You've been on the message board community for a very long time. Not to age you out, but you're <laughs> old. Uh, you've been through it all. You've been through Rudock, and you've been through the, the decision to go over to C.J. Beathard. Stanzi from Christensen. Even back to the Banks-McCann one yep. back in 2001. Yep. You've seen it all. Is this as ugly as you've seen it? And a second part about that, how big of a part is Brian Ferentz being the offensive coordinator maybe leading to this ugliness? Oh, I think that's definitely like throwing – throwing a, a heap of gasoline on a fire. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a combination of Ferentz fatigue and just mm-hmm. a, a boring offense when you see, and and I think this has kind of been this thing that's bubbled under the surface. It's hard to complain when you're winning 10 games last year, right. you know? Yep. It just is. It's, it's hard to, I mean, yeah, they have some stinker performances, especially in the Big Ten title game, but, you know, they made it to the Big Ten title game. They won 10 games. They were, uh, you know, winning trophy games uh, for the most part and, 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 you know, doing just enough to win. And it's just hard to complain when you win. But now when you're ugly, losing games and you know, you've become kind of the punchline for college football mm-hmm. the first two weeks of the season, it has just ramped this up to a level that has been completely uncomfortable at times and um you know i think all of us on the beat really like spencer petrus if you guys have ever talked to him or been around him he is genuinely one of the nicest people you'll ever meet and he's a fun guy to be around but he's just boy he is i don't i don't know that this is like jake rudock times 10 uh, jake christensen times 20 it it is just it's uncomfortable uh Mm -hmm. at this point uh with the 
a level of animosity that that's uh, going towards him. And, but give him credit because after the game, bad performance, which is usually the case, or good performance, he shows up. He t- answers your questions. Then on Tuesdays, there again uh, to answer your questions. You got to give him credit. So Tom, tomorrow, uh, apparently, I think we think we asked John Bowencamp this Trent. I think early in the week, uh, we know the game is sold out, but there's no way of knowing tickets used, right? Mm-hmm. Tickets redeemed, because it sure seems like there's going to be a lot of yeah, it's sold out, but um, some empty seats at Kinnick tomorrow night. I have a feeling maybe. Maybe more so than uh, than any other game. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, just you know, the night game, um, and while people like to go to the night games, it's not like a marquee game. It's not like a night game against Michigan or Ohio State or Wisconsin or something like that. It's just it's it's not that exciting. And uh, you know, if you're in Des Moines. You know, you're not going to get home until like one in the morning or something. So it's like, why, why put myself through this? So uh, I think a lot of people are going to um, stay home tomorrow night, just watch it on TV. Matt Millen, I know, is doing the color in the game. I'm not sure who the play-by-play guy is, but Millen apparently is going to be there. Tom, you'll be with us next Friday. Uh, thank you for doing this. HawkeyeReport.com. Tom Caker. Thank you, Tom. Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com, as we check in one last time on the Hawks. All right, first four callers right now. Time to give you an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons. Our pick still to come. Claxons barbecue giveaway is next. It's Miller and Condon. Uh, the 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. That's next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.com for details. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage. And I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866. Or online. Wolf Roofing is now the best time ever. To own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting... You can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Claxon's Barbecue giveaway momentarily. Our picks before we get out of here. Uh, Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. 
online, klaxonbbq.com, klaxonbbq.com. Andy and his team over at Claxons have been serving barbecue in the Altoona area for, oh, 25 years or thereabouts. David Keaton, Brian, and is this right? The baseball Benny he is finally in? made it through. Is that what he said? Yep. He's been trying forever. Uh, but it's not baseball season, it's though. Not. So these, the, the, the three others have, uh, well, he got a mark in here because Benny's got no shot. Uh, <laughs> David is up first. But David, welcome to uh, the Claxons giveaway. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. I was a 23.5 point favorite over Nevada. I'll take uh, the Spencer Putrid led <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye. Okay, laying the points. Iowa State gives 18.5 to Ohio. Iowa State. Oklahoma is an 11.5 point favorite over Nebraska. Boomer Sooner. Sunday night football, Packers 9.5 to the Bears. Packers. David, the tiebreaker is Spencer Petrus. It's his total passing yards, closest without going over. Uh, 210. David, have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Keaton is next. Hello, Keaton. Good morning, guys. Good morning to you, sir. Iowa's 23 and a half over Nevada. I got to take Nevada. All right. Iowa State, 18 and a half point favorite over Ohio. Take the clones. Oklahoma gives 11 and a half to the Huskers. We'll go Oklahoma. Packers, Sunday night football, nine and a half point favorite over the Bears. We'll go Green Bay. All right. Uh, tiebreaker. Closest without going over. Petrus passing yards tomorrow versus Nevada. 196. Keaton, you have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Brian is up next. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing fine. Iowa, 23.5 point favorite over Nevada. Iowa. Iowa State, 18.5 over Ohio. You're breaking up there. Oh, I think is he saying Ohio? I think he is. Brian, Ohio? Yes, Ohio. Okay. Oklahoma, 11.5 point favorite over Nebraska. Good. Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, Green Bay's 9.5 over Chicago. Cutting out again. Was that a Chicago? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, tiebreaker, Petra's passing yards. Closest without going over, Brian. Ooh, one more time. We need it. 211. 211. Thank you, Brian. We made it. Enjoy the Ooh. weekend. Uh, and now the baseball Benny. Hello, baseball Benny. How are you? You made it into the Claxons giveaway. Finally, finally. Uh, you don't even have to read them off. Give me all the dogs. All the dogs. You want Nevada in the points, Ohio in the points, Nebraska in the points, Chicago in the points. Spencer yep. Petras passing yards. Closest without going over, baseball. One yard. Taking the one. That's a smart. I think you're good. I might take the under. The under one? <laughs> <laughs> ben, are you going to the game tomorrow? Nope. I even passed on last weekend's game because I didn't want to watch that putrid offense in the rain. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got to go down with your team. Benny, come on, man. Oh, Be a true I, fan. I, I, I'm a true fan, but I could watch it in the comfort of my own home. Something to be said I, for that. <laughs> and it was not very comfortable watching that game in my own home. As an Iowa fan, I understand. Benny, good to talk to you. Good to talk to you guys. Go Braves. There you go. <laughs> uh, Braves playing well. Yes, they are. All right, Trent Condon, there's Claxon's picks. Our picks have not been worth a crap. 
No, no winning weeks two weeks in. So what is, uh, do we need to go over our record? I've got three wins out of ten. Yeah, you're three, six, and one. Uh-huh. Two and oh in your best bets, though. Okay. I'm four and six, back-to-back two and threes, one and one of my best bets. Let's fire it up. Football Friday picks from Miller and Condon on KXNO. Brought to you by Circus Sports. Sports betting the way it should be with Circus Sports Iowa. All right, let's get it going here. And we kick things off. Yes, the tee box is mine as I maintain it with a 2-3 and three mark last week. Should have just picked my five games and circa million, right? I think. Well, you went 5-0. and oh. Well, we'll bounce back here to college, to pro, and we kick things off with a couple of FBS versus FCS games. I've been hinting towards them this week. Let's go down to Arkansas. The next five games for the Razorbacks are incredibly difficult. They have a as difficult of a stretch as you're going to find in college football. And here comes little old Missouri State with Bobby Petrino, the old coach that was caught with his mistress on a motorcycle and a neck brace. Well, here we are, him taking his team down to Fayetteville. I see look-ahead spot. And if Arkansas gets up big because of the stretch they have coming up. And that stretch is A&M, Alabama, Mississippi State, BYU, Auburn. Yeah. Good luck. Starters not playing in the fourth quarter. Pretty talented Missouri State team. I'm getting 26 and a half. Give me the fighting Petrinos with pick number one. Pick number two, this point spread has moved already. North Dakota State was a short dog if you could find it this week. They are now a three-point favorite at Arizona. So what are we using? Because it's my best bet. I We I use can, one and a half on, the, on TV on Wednesday. Then we're going to stay there because I locked it in, you locked it in, and if you can find it, lock it in. Give me the bison with pick number two. Over to the NFL. We're going with two doggies this week, starting with the Saints. Plus two and a half. We all know the history. Brady against New Orleans and the Allen defense. It has been atrocious, and I think it continues here. Give me the Saints plus the two and a half. And an overreaction to week number one. reason I love betting week two in the NFL is just this. Arizona, they were a two and a half, three-point dog at Vegas. Now you're getting five and a half. I'm getting a free two and a half points in the NFL I will take that every single time. Give me Arizona with my second NFL pick, and we wrap it up with my best bet of the week. I got a couple I really like, a couple of bounce-back spots. How about Texas? How do they respond against UTSA? We know how good that Roadrunner team is. I'm going to take the Roadrunners, my best bet, plus the 12 and a hook. All right, Trent, uh, I'm going to start in the NFL. I've been talking about this Cincinnati-Dallas game, and I love the Bengals. Uh, the, the number right now is seven. All I have to do is lay seven. I will all day long. Uh, take the Bengals. They get it in the win column. Dallas, I think it's going to be a long, long year. Sunday night football, I'm grabbing the points. Nine and a half. I think the Packers will win. I don't think they're going to cover. Nine and a half is the number. I wish I would have got ten. Can't have everything. Nine and a half it is, but I'll grab them. Pick number two. Penn State at Auburn. Auburn's a train wreck. Penn State, I'm not sure they're great, but I, I know they're better than Auburn. The number's three and a half. I'll lay it. Penn State pick number three, BYU and Oregon. Oregon, I just they may get there by the time the season you know, hits November, but there's still there's something wrong with this team. Maybe it's Bo Nix. I don't know. BYU's legit. I'm getting three and a half points. Yes, please. Uh, give me BYU. And then my best bet, Trent, and it goes back to Wednesday. We, we taped our television show at the time, North Dakota State was getting a point and a half. Mm-hmm. I didn't put it in our TV picks because I didn't want to alert you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you spit it out. So uh, North Dakota State, if it's a point and a half, give me that all day long. This is they, they, they relish these spots. And I think they take another Power 5 scalp. 
taking the wild over the Wildcats. Cincinnati, what was your second pick? Bears plus nine oh. and a half. <laughs> um, I'm feeling good this week. Bengals, Bears, Penn State, BYU, North Dakota State, best bet for Ken. I'm on Missouri State, North Dakota State, the Saints, the Cardinals, and the Roadrunners. You'll be on the Bull tonight. What game will you be broadcasting? Out at Waukee Northwest, uh, as Johnston comes in with Will Nuss, the fine quarterback who's come in. You can also watch the game I'll be on with CISN tonight. Good stuff. Joe Stacy and company will be here at 6 o'clock with Football Friday Nights. Murph and Andy at uh, 1. Kexano Drive at 3. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the games. We'll talk to you Monday. Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.